0: Hot Takes and Cold Beers with your host, Chris and Joe!
1: Hey, how's it going everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hot Takes and Cold Beers. As always, I am Joe and with us is Chris. How's it going today, man?
0: It's going all right, man. I gotta say, I'm a little bit sad we had the uh, the UFC fights last night, and we'll get into that a little bit. This is going to be our post-fight reaction discussion. But man, I was a bit—I was very devastated by the results of the last night's fight.
1: Yeah, I was too. And like you said, we'll talk about it. now before we get into anything else. I want to ask you a question, and this comes from one of our listeners. Would you consider a spicy, quote-unquote, spicy Italian sandwich? from jimmy john's would you call that spicy food
0: uh no (laughs) i mean it's delicious it's a it's a delicious sandwich whoever asked that question i mean i'm not knocking that sandwich i fucking love the spicy italian sandwich from jimmy john's it's tasty i'm gonna keep it's not it's not uh, spicy
1: i'm gonna keep the identity private but yeah i got an argument with one of our listeners earlier today (laughs) uh because he said that the spicy italian sandwich from jimmy john's was spicy it is, in fact, I w- not spicy, but...
0: I would, I would disagree. It's tangy at best. Yes, thank you.
1: Thank you. Uh, so, completely unrelated, not to this subject at all, it uh, sounds like next weekend, me and Skylar are going to have a hot wings uh, eating contest right here on Hot Takes and Cold Beers.
0: Completely unrelated, right? I'm sure we're not talking about Skylar here again, are we? <laughs> no, no, no. No, uh, yeah, no, no. Unrelated. It's a... A uh, very anonymous person was asking that question, so you know <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like a fun time. Right. No hot, e- hot wing eating contest. What are you going to do that via Zoom?
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do it live on the podcast, so we can we'll walk you through very elegantly the pain that we are feeling, and it'll be Ooh. great.
0: Ooh, should we go for, uh, live? Should we go live for that one? Maybe our first live podcast maybe, on maybe. that. Yeah, maybe that, that would be a good one.
1: Uh, still trying to iron out the details here, but. It's gonna come probably next weekend. It'll be good. That, that
0: sounds fantastic. Something to look forward to next weekend, people.
1: So, what are you drinking today? I like your Peyton Ooh. Hillis jersey, by the way.
0: Oh, thank you. I was gonna, I was gonna say, do you like my jersey today? It's old school, fucking Peyton Hillis, man. It's good. And this style jersey is now pretty much back in style for the Browns. So, like, I can, I, I think freely it's exa- wear. I
1: think, it's, yeah, I think it's the exact same jersey minus the the minus Browns the, on the
0: in uh, the, the AL. Which, by the way, what the I never understood, I never. I never understood what the uh, AL was on the sleeve. Do you Do you know what that was? If I'm
1: not mistaken, it was the name or initials of
0: our former
1: owner when he passed away, or something like that. His family had him on the on the sleeves,
0: I believe. Former owner before Art Modell? No, before Haslam. Oh, it okay. Like early well, I know. Right. 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 Hmm. Yeah, that that probably makes sense. But we had the AL on there for so long, we didn't end up getting rid of that until like the new quote unquote new uniforms. Yeah, cannot, it's for like, uh uh, Owl Lerner. Okay, I probably should have known that, and it makes me sound like a shitty fan, but I didn't know. I mean, I own several jerseys with the AL on the sleeve and had no idea what it was. So I learned something today. Fantastic. Thank you, Joe. Yes. So, what hey. are you
1: drinking today, dude?
0: Today, I've got a, a tasty, it's the Metallica collaboration with, I think, Stone, in collaboration with, uh, anyway, it's called Enter Night, and it, it's a pilsner, it kind of tastes like, uh, it tastes like, it tastes like a yingling that tried to be an IPA, but it's actually really good, I like it, but like I said, it's uh, in collaboration with Metallica, they came out and uh, they did their uh, own beer with, I think it's Stone a uh, Stone Brewing Company or something like that. Um, it's pretty good, though. Sounds pretty good. What you drinking on today?
1: Well, you see, I got me a nice bottle of uh, Bell Champagne. So it's hot takes, cold champagne this morning, Chris, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> all right, is I got this nice bottle of champagne and it was, I had every intention of last night when Jorge Mesutovil got his hand raised, I was going to celebrate and pop the cork and spray it all over my living room worry about the consequences today but unfortunately jorge did not win so i did not get to pop the champagne last night so i'm drinking so,
0: abby if you're listening to this on your way on your drive back or whatever from ohio like be glad that that didn't happen you would have to come home to your apartment all sticky and shit like oh man that would have been hilarious i would have paid to watch that though because that would have been great content speaking of great content you, I, I'm kind of concerned about that ghost you have in your apartment, dude. You, you kept getting iced out of nowhere. You're alone, and somehow somebody yeah. was icing you, man. It was great. Living completely by myself,
1: and I was just—I was trying to be a good boy yesterday, doing the dishes, cooking in the oven, uh, you know, sitting on the couch, you know, just doing random things. I kept coming across these Smirnoff ices, and I—I well, I don't know where they came from. But before you can investigate it, you gotta—you gotta—you gotta follow, abide by the rules, you know.
0: Right, you. I mean, you see the ice. You take the ice. You. That's the rules. Everyone knows the rules. Yeah. So I got to get me one of those ghosts, man. That sounds like a pretty cool roommate. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's happened there, but
1: yep. So I'm drinking the champagne because Jorge lost. So what do you think about that, man? You think you think that Jorge didn't put out his best showing because he had short notice? He didn't have a full camp, or you think that Usman's just that much better of a fighter?
0: I think it can be a combination of the two. I think. Masvidal getting that such short notice the six or seven days short notice he had to come from Miami or wherever he trains I'm pretty sure it's in Miami and he had to fly over to Abu Dhabi then he had to get tested he had to drop 20 pounds weight in that six or seven days that can't be good for the body but it's nothing that I'm sure he's not used to but he didn't have a training camp he didn't have any time to prepare for Usman's style of fighting and so I think it's a combination of the two. I, I I'm not trying to discredit Usman here. I think he's a good fighter. He's just boring because he's so he's so tactical. He landed somewhere around 250 significant strikes uh, that entire fight, and something like 150 of those significant strikes were foot stomps. So I mean, right. and, and and it's just boring to watch that because literally he was just stomping on Masvidal's foot the entire time, which definitely has an effect on the fighter, dude. Like it go ahead and stomp on your own foot dude it doesn't feel good and it when you get stomped on like hardcore stomped on 150 times man it it takes your toll on him so I think it was a combo of the the short short notice fight and also Usman is a good fighter so I can't take that away from him so I mean ultimately I was pretty upset that Masvidal lost but it is what it is he'll come back he's
1: almost tactical in a way that uh Floyd Mayweather was um yeah, and, uh, where he's boring to watch, but he's just you can't beat him. And Usman has had that belt for what a, a couple years now, right? Two.
0: He's or almost he's,
1: going on two years.
0: He's held it for a while, yeah, for sure. So it's it's boring to fight, but man, it's a points game, dude. You know, and and if that's his strength, man, you got to play up to it. But that being said, I think anybody that goes in to fight Usman, they should understand that he plays the points game. So if you can like counter those foot stomps or like try and get in an actual boxing match with him, they should be able to take him down. Cause I, I think he's more of a wrestler than, than a fucking boxer. So if, if somebody sits there and bangs it out with him uh, on their feet, I think they can take him down. But for now he's still the champion, man.
1: Yeah. And, uh, well then you add the, well, and that's the thing. I like Mesvidal, and I wish he would have won, but, uh, just the hype leading into that fight. I don't think Mesutovil is like done or anything. He'll get another shot eventually. And, uh, Just the hype going into it was uh, crazy. Uh, Dana White said it was trending like a um, McGregor fight, which you know doesn't really happen unless you're McGregor. So I mean, the hype that it got was great. It Um, definitely
0: the bad blood definitely sold the the pay-per-views, man. Yeah,
1: because they got in a fight back in uh, January during the Super Bowl and February
0: during Miami. Yeah. Yep. So that bad blood between Mm -hmm. them definitely sold the fight somehow. I mean, going into it, saying that. Gilbert Burns dropped out because of the coronavirus and then Masvidal stepped in. I going into it, I said somehow the fight card got better with a, with a fighter dropping out and somebody stepping in. But the ultimate result of it was, it was a pretty boring fight. It was definitely dominated by Usman the entire time. Uh, Masvidal came out strong though. in that first, in that first round, I think he took the first round, but it was all downhill from there. Uh, He looked a, a bit gassed. If, if, uh, as far as Masvidal goes, he looked gassed for him towards the end of the fight. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and that might be a result of not having a full camp
0: to get ready for it and everything. But I would say so. That, and he was probably jet-lagged too, man. And then
1: our boy Max Holloway got robbed. Straight up oh, robbed. Oh, my God.
0: that I, I have no idea how Max did not get that decision, dude. He easily won the first two rounds. I would say, what's his name, Volnovsky? Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. He took the third round, I would say. And I would say Max took the fourth round. So, easily going into the fifth round, it was 3-1. I had it scored 3-1 to Max. And all he d- had to do was ride it out. And he should have won. But somehow, late in the fifth round, I think there was like 10 seconds left. And Volnovsky gets a takedown. And I'm pretty sure that takedown is what ultimately somehow swayed those judges to give Volnovsky or retain his championship. I don't get it, man. I do not get it at all because that fight was run by Max the entire time. Dana White came out and said in his post pre uh post fight press conference that uh we have some bad judges and he he straight up told the media in the in the in the room they were like did anybody here score Volnovsky winning that fight? Anybody? I didn't. Did anybody here? No? No? Anybody? Oh, okay. Cool. Moving on. So, he those judges, man, I have no idea how they gave that to Volnovsky. They probably just aired on the side of, well, he's already champion, so we'll just give it to him, you know? Right. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. It's uh, interesting. Yeah, you hate well, to you, see they, it. They do say that when it's a close fight, it you know the judges will usually go to the the, the incumbent champion. But I don't. Even I would know say if that so was too.
0: But close fight. It was not a close fight. I have no idea how. They scored that to Volonovsky winning three rounds. I don't get that, but I'm not a judge, man. So, yeah, yeah,
1: I never tried to was, score a fight or anything. So,
0: yeah, I've never actually know. tried to score a fight, uh, like hit for hit or whatever. Just like I watch the fights and I say, oh, okay, that was probably Max's round, or okay, that was Volonovsky's round, and then I just score it by round, like just based on the, uh, the looks of the fight or whatever. So I'm, not, I'm definitely no technical expert in scoring UFC. I just – I, I can see with my eyes that, like, Max definitely won that fight. And I feel bad for him, man, because he got, he got absolutely robbed. And there are many, many UFC fans around the world saying the same thing.
1: What do you think? He's going to get a rematch? you think he's going to get a trio?
0: I don't know, man. Um, I would like to see it, yes. But it's hard to get a trilogy when Volnovsky took the first two, you know? So like, there's no like rubber match or anything like that.
1: No, it is. But I, I also think that if if Dana White truly thinks that Max was robbed, he'll give him another shot.
0: Yeah, I think so. That's a good point. And I don't know, man. It's um, who else is there in that in that weight class though that that can challenge um Blonofsky right now? Max is definitely really anybody. Max is definitely the only guy that can go. So. He'll probably end up getting another shot at it. I hope it's soon because uh I love when Max is champion. He's a good champion for the UFC. And uh it's just it's it may be super sad to see him get robbed like that last night, man.
1: Yeah, no it's crazy. Uh yeah, uh, it's nuts. Now we were talking last night about uh I one of my friends is over and we were talking about uh the best UFC post-fight interviews ever. The we, the top the top conversation came up Because of when Jorge Mesvidal um, knocked out Ben Askren in five minutes and or five seconds, five five seconds, yeah. And afterwards, well, so he got knocked out to a flying knee to the face. Ben Askren like immediately stiffed up, fell to the ground, and then Jorge went and kept hitting him in the face. And in the post-fight interview, they're like, "Was uh, all those times after Askren was on the ground, you kept hitting him in the face? Was that necessary?" And Jorge Mesvidal was like, "Super necessary." (laughs) <laughs> super necessary my and then he goes on he's like you know he was talking about my my family and my race and he's flapping his mouth and my job is to punch him until the ref pulls me off of him And that's what i did so I absolutely like, that was a
0: great you got to p- play through that whistle
1: and so that was a good post-fight interview and then we were talking about the derrick lewis one when, Dude, that's my uh, all-time Perry.
0: favorite that's my yeah. all-time favorite all-time favorite in the center of the octagon with Joe Rogan after the fight, and he's taking off his pants, and Joe Rogan comes up. Hey, Derek, why'd you take your pants off? And he goes, my balls was hot. <laughs> it,
1: it, Joe, Rogan, Joe Rogan's, like, keeping a straight face. He's like, I understand. And oh, then, yeah. like, it, but, like, <laughs> it, it goes on for 45 seconds because then uh, uh, Joe Rogan asked him something, and Derek Lewis was like, well, you know, before the fight, uh, President Trump called me up on the phone, and he told me I got to knock this Russian out. So he looks real bad in front of Putin on the news and everything. USA up in this hoe.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, that was ultimate, the ultimate for me. Ultimate post fight conf- uh, press conference with Joe Rogan. Absolutely. And
1: then yeah, and then then he he ends it and he's like, yeah, and Joe, sometime soon, I'm gonna come on your show and smoke some weed with you.
0: This dude's a crazy motherfucker, Derek Lewis. I love just because of that interview. I love watching him fight because I I hope he wins so he can get another moment like that. Also, he's a really good fighter to watch. He'll be losing the entire time, but then, in the last ten seconds, he'll come out of nowhere and just knock a motherfucker out, dude.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, they gave him a championship fight against. Uh, that's after DC beat Stepe and Derek fought DC, but he just he couldn't keep up with him. DC was yeah, too no, fast. Yeah, no. DC
0: DC is uh, he's an animal, dude. So. But then, what uh, about that? What, what about that Peter Yan fight against Josie Aldo?
1: Yeah, that was a good one. That was oh Aldo, man. Uh, that's probably the best fight of the night if you look I at would it. Say, uh,
0: I would say so. How did that ref not stop that fight sooner, dude? He was getting the ever-living shit beat out of him. Like, his face was bleeding all over the mat. He wasn't defending himself. His hands were up here, right? They were on his face, so technically he's defending himself, but he wasn't doing anything. I have no idea how it went that long, dude. He got punched in the face so many times, and was bleeding so badly. Eventually, yeah. the ref called it, but it was – it was it. It was brutal to watch. Honestly, there was so much blood pouring out of that dude's nose and his face. Yeah, no, it was for sure. And
1: uh, yeah, I, I don't know how they didn't stop it earlier. They probably should have. But even that being said, is that like even that guy? You know, that's something that people just take for granted. Is that guy? He's in the ring and he's getting the shit beat out of him, but he's he's still standing up. You know what I'm saying? Like that Absolutely. alone just takes some kind of grit that most people will never understand.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. He, he didn't tap out or anything like that. And, uh, uh com- very commendable by him. Cause he was straight up getting his ass whooped, had no chance of winning or anything, but he didn't tap out. He, he forced the ref to call it. So with that being said, do you think, what, what do you think happens with Josie Aldo now? He's getting up there in age. Do you think he retires off of this one? He keeps uh, getting beat. He keeps getting beat. So I don't know.
1: It it maybe. um, I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't know enough about him to make that call. If I was a fighter, I wouldn't want my last fight to be what just happened. But, you know, well, like, I, I wanna, understand I would...
0: that. He's been on a downfall ever since he faced Conor McGregor back in 2015, I think that was. 2015 or 2016. Conor whooped his ass. And uh, ever since, like, because Josie Aldo was, uh, was the champion for a while. And then Conor came and took his belt, and it's been all downhill for there, from there. So I mean, I don't know, man. I, I think he comes out pretty soon and says he's probably retired. I mean, like you said, it'd be hard to hard to retire on that on that kind of loss, but I don't know. He's getting up there in age and he has nothing left to prove. I mean, he was once the champion. And in, in reality, he's not going to get another championship shot in that in that weight class. So uh I I think he just calls it a day, you know. Yeah. Then
1: I was super disappointed that uh Page Page Van Zant got beat. Uh, yeah, she that, had, well, she tapped out. She she had it. She was in a nasty arm bar, so I'll give her that. Oh, but I yeah. was hoping that fight would be better than it was.
0: I do love Paige Van Zant, man. She's a good looking girl, and also she's a badass fighter. And I thought she was I, I thought she was going to win that one, but yeah, she ultimately got tapped out via arm bar, and it was a rough one I too. Saw- it, she was. Uh, she was, she was trying to fight out of it. You could see to the very end, she was trying to get out of it. And then, like, ultimately, she got that, that, that pull on her uh, where her elbow was, like, extending where it sh- past where it shouldn't be. So uh, she ultimately tapped out. So it was really a disappointing to see. But good fight by the other fighter on that one.
1: I, uh, I saw a thing, though, that Paige Van Zant actually makes more money, uh, like, Instagram influencing than she does from the UFC.
0: Absolutely she does. Like I said, she's a very good-looking woman. Um, so, yeah, she she probably has all those sponsorships and everything like that. Those uh those influencers, if you get in, uh they make a lot of money, dude. Like it's an actual career nowadays, which is wild. But yeah, she makes a a bunch of money just off sponsorships on Instagram and shit like that. So, I mean, she's doing well. She's well off, but uh, she'll come back strong though, I think. She's a really really good fighter, so.
1: So, what do you think about uh change the subject a little bit. What do you think about the most of the college football conferences going to conference only games? this fall?
0: Conference only games, man. First off, it's getting me really, really nervous. Um, That's not a good sign that most conferences are going to only conference games. But what does that change, dude? It it really changes not that much because you're still traveling. Okay, sure. Let's take Ohio State, for example. Sure, we're not going to travel out to Oregon this year. Okay, fine. But we're still going to come over here to Maryland. We're still going to travel over to Maryland. And we're still going to go to, you know, all the other teams in our conference that we play, like, like you're still traveling outside of your state. So what does that actually do? You know? Right. And some
1: of the, like Ohio state, for example, I think we're going to play Miami of Ohio this year. And you know, we're still going to, Ohio state's still going to travel down to Maryland. And uh, all it was uh, Nebraska, I think was on the, uh, right.
0: Schedule, but you can't, and, but you like, can't, but you can't take a two hour drive to fucking Miami of Ohio. Like, where, what does that solve? Nothing. Right. right. I, 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 I don't think, get uh, it. I, I think it's, um, it's an interesting call. I think it's a foreshadowing of what's to come. I think they're just starting to plan that we're not going to have college football, which is really sucks. Uh, if you're going to fucking kill me, stop torturing me for two months. Just bring the ax down on my head and just fucking cut it off right now. If you're going to do it, just yeah. stop stringing me along, man. Yeah,
1: my hopes are not high for the college football season. I think the NFL, I think the NFL will play just because uh, whether it's the right thing to do or not, the NFL is probably going to do it because that's just the way the NFL is. Uh, so you might not have fans in stadiums, but I think the NFL will play. I am not optimistic about the
0: college football season right now. I'm not either, man. Uh, like the Ivy League came out and said completely, all fall sports are canceled. We're not doing that. The ACC came out and said all fall sports are canceled except for football. So, I mean, we're getting to that point where it's, it's just, like I said, just throw the axe down, chop my head off already. I Stop stringing me along. Stop torturing me. If you're going to do it, just fucking do it. But that being said, if you are going to cancel NCAA football this year, bring out NCAA football by EA Sports for the Xbox and the PlayStation, like, now. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying?
1: I would love to have that back. I think, I think they are. It's in the talks or something. I, I, at one point, they had a contract and everything that was coming back out. But I think uh, for some reason that I'm not familiar with, they, uh, it kind of fell through a little bit.
0: Well, they're uh, uh, using the actual player's like, likeness now too because the players can get paid for it now.
1: Right. And they might still be trying to iron out those details and stuff. I'm not super sure. Yeah, I would like the video game to come back. That was like the coolest thing ever was, uh when you could have your player uh, on NCAA. Um, you could play the whole four – or well, even on the NCAA video games, you could actually start in high school. So you start right. in high school, and then you play like a season of your senior year in high school, and you can play three or four years of college football, and then you can save your player and his skills and his info and everything like that, and then uh, import it into Madden and have him yeah. get drafted into Madden and stuff like that, which is super cool.
0: That was, all, that was an excellent feature. I hope they bring that back because absolutely, when they, whenever they do do that, because I, I think they will because that was a great feature to have, uh, whenever they do that, I'll definitely be buying both the NCAA and the Maddens of that year, you know? Yeah. For sure. While we're on the video game topic here, and we were just talking about UFC, last night uh, before the fight, the uh, UFC 4 video game trailer dropped, and guess who's on the cover? I saw the trailer. I don't who's on the cover. It's your boy Jorge Masvidal and the Style Bender. But anyway, the big takeaway is Jorge Masvidal is on the cover of USC4, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, it is. I saw um, they even have like a thing you can like fight in the backyards and stuff like that too. Yeah, man, you come up from the
0: streets. Yeah.
1: Well, that's I I think that's why they put Jorge on the front is because that's what he did. Probably. Um, yeah. so yeah, that'll be, I've never had a UFC video game, but I'll probably buy that one. See what, really? see what no, it's There's nothing else to do. Right. In quarantine, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah,
0: dude. Uh, they're fun games. They always have been. It's actually pretty challenging. Like there's a huge learning curve. Like it's not a button mash kind of fight game. Like you have to learn the certain moves for each, uh, fighter that you're doing. And, um, yeah, it's a good game, man. Highly recommend it when it comes out.
1: Now, um, so we, we, co- we got football. We got baseball. So talking about baseball, man, did you see the other night when the Indians were playing a simulation game, and uh, Frankie Lindor hit a homer off of Mike Clevenger and took it, took him to the yard, and and uh, that was funny as hell, man. You got to think, like knowing Frankie Lindor. And even like Jose uh, Ramirez and stuff, you got to think they were making fun of uh, Mike Clevenger all
0: night long. Oh, absolutely. He definitely owed him some beers after that one. Uh, (laughs) And the best part about it was he took his his round around the bases and he somersaulted into home plate too. (laughs) Like Mike Clevenger, they're like laughing. Like, you know, like they're having a good time with it, man. They're just happy to be playing again, I think.
1: I wish they'd put those games on TV so you could actually Uh, watch them. Me too.
0: I want to see the summer camp, Uh, baby. It's not spring yeah. training anymore. It's summer camp. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I I saw that. That was fun. Did you see the uh, uh, the schedule? They they released the schedule for this year.
1: Yeah, I did. Our we openers on did. July
0: twenty fourth.
1: Yeah, if it happens. But yeah, no, that's a that's a Friday, and I think it's gonna start off with a series. We have the White Sox, I think,
0: first, right? Yeah. And yep. The White Sox uh, first weekend. So one, two, three, baby, three and zero. I'll take that. See, I'm actually wearing my rubber ducks shirt right now. Dude, I dig that Uh, rubber ducks shirt, dude.
1: Got to remember the minor league baseball that got canceled. You know, that's what I'm so – that's what – you cancel everything else, man. I don't give a shit. But I was so mad when minor league baseball got canceled because I'll tell you what, when I was moving, one of the main reasons I wanted to come to Pensacola is so I could have season tickets to the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. And just go over because they have a beautiful park right down here, right on the Pensacola mm-hmm. Bay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, all I wanted to do is like every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just hit the home games. You know what I'm saying? And,
0: Absolutely. Like, yeah, there's a there's actually a minor league. Uh, it's not a minor league. It's actually in the um. What's the other league that we do? I think it's called the ALB or something like that. Anyway, it's not associated. Sure. It, it's not associated with the MLB, but it's like the uh, it's another league that players use to step into the minor leagues but anyway it's really good baseball that's where they started testing the um you can steal first base anyway what i was saying is um the stadiums the blue crab stadiums like a mile and a half down the street from me so like i used to go to those games all the time and then of course they canceled it this year so i haven't been to a game obviously but i was actually at the first game that uh was ever recorded a stolen first base that's awesome now it was it was so weird it was weird, dude. Uh, so Explain that role to me. I'm, uh, if I remember correctly, I think it's on a pass ball. You have the option to run to first base, like no matter what the count is or anything like that. So if they if they throw a wild pitch or something like that, you're allowed to like run to first base. And like if you get there before they throw the ball to to the first baseman, you're on base and it counts as like a hit or a stolen base or whatever. It's really. It was really weird. Like when it happened, I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" Because I didn't know that they were testing that out. And then I looked it up. And I'm like, "Oh shit! I was just part of history. That's cool as fuck." Because I, I believe yeah, they cool. I... they took that ball. They took that ball and they mailed it to um, Cooperstown. Because like it literally, it's a rule change that the MLB is considering, and I think they actually will eventually imp- implement it. So, um, yeah, it was cool to be there. Uh, they for that also game.
1: they tested like uh, what um like computer based uh umpires in that league yep. too right
0: they absolutely did so um this was last year when they were doing that so basically it was a it's a normal umpire but they had an earpiece in their um in their in their ear and before they would call a ball and strike like they run this computer simulation or whatever uh of the pitch and like in the ump's ear it, they would call it a ball or a strike so like they would throw the pitch and say it was a strike. The computer would tell the ump in his ear, it'd be like, that's a strike. And so he would call it a strike, right? Now, the caveat to that was, is like, sometimes computers are fucked up, obviously. And that's what the ump is actually there for. If, if he comes in, he's like, that's a ball, but it was obviously a strike, like it painted the corner or something like that. The ump had the uh, choice to call it a strike. They, they still called the balls and the strikes ultimately. But it's like that extra, like if they're on the fence about something, they can use it in their ear and be like, "Oh, that was a that was a ball instead of a strike," you know. So Pretty it's cool. like a
1: an assist. It's like an assist thing, I guess. That, yeah, that's cool. yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I for some reason when I heard about the automatic uh, umpires, I was thinking in my head like camera and like there's no no umpire back there and everything. Right. I was like, I was like, how do you? I, it would be so weird to play baseball without an umpire sitting back there and you strike yeah you, you know what i'm saying what
0: what i imagined was a, a a big old dancing robot behind the behind the home plate and like every time uh there's a strikeout they animate it to where he's like super animated like does a backflip and she like you're out of there like, yeah. <laughs> yeah dude that would be awesome to watch that but yeah no it's uh it's just a normal umpire behind the plate you if you didn't know about it you wouldn't even notice but um yeah so it's just in his ear like it's just a little assist like you said which is nice actually i think that's that could be a good system to implement in the future that would get rid of the framing the pitch though Uh, did you ever play catcher when you were baseball in playing baseball
1: yeah 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 yeah. So you yep.
0: you remember that that framing the pitch, right? Like say it was just on the outside so like you'd catch the ball and then you'd quickly bring it back into the center yeah. so like it could trick the umpire into it like thinking it was a strike, you know? So it would it well, would see, get rid thing, of that. Though,
1: if you have a good umpire, I don't I don't like it just it seems like crazy to me that that would work. You know what I mean? That they could just it, pull it, it does off to work. And-
0: it, it does work though, especially in the professionals when it's close. Like, cause those guys are really good at it. Like they do it so quick. They're like, Hop-ha! right. So like, I mean, they do it really, really quick, but like you say, it, it, it is a little bit crazy that it actually works. But well, it's even,
1: even, uh, even for like the professionals and stuff. It's like, if we can see it on TV, I don't understand why the umpire can't see it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Especially trained professionals too, man. I, uh- yeah.
1: Yeah, I I would never want to be an umpire, I don't think, especially like a little league umpire, man. Those guys get screamed at by angry moms, dads, and stuff like all the time. It's like I'm just I'm just trying to make 70 bucks on a Saturday coming out here umping this seven inning baseball
0: game. Me personally, uh, I think it'd be a fun time. That and being a coach. Whenever I have kids, eventually in the future we're gonna have kids, right? And you know damn well we're gonna be in the same place and we're both I'm gonna be I'll be a coach and you'll be a coach and our kids are gonna be all stars. <laughs> We're gonna show up to well, practice know, with a six but... pack of beer. <laughs> like, all right, kids, <laughs> get out there and catch fly balls.
1: <laughs> I would definitely like to be. I would definitely like to be a coach. uh Definitely not a. Like I said, not an official or a referee or umpire in any way. But being a coach would be awesome. I think about it all the time. Being a football coach, and like you know, when you're playing like pee wee football and stuff like that, yeah. you just run like the real basic, yeah, eye gap formations and stuff like that, and. But if I was a if I was like a little league football coach, I'd want to. Uh, I'm like, we're running an air raid, boys. <laughs> like, like <laughs> we're we're gonna, we're gonna play the shotgun. We're gonna play the spread. It's gonna be fast paced, <laughs> tempo tempo. Like, a, like, we get, like, we would get so all, into it. Try to try to make all these like ten year old kids like run an air raid offense and every, like, It like, <laughs> be so fun.
0: It <laughs> would be a lot of fun, dude. Uh, they can only throw like ten yards at a time, but that's technically an air raid for for you know ten year olds
1: yeah i mean there's plenty of quarterbacks in the nfl that have made millions of dollars by throwing it 10 yards at a time that's you know? true <laughs> that would be fun though. that's what and we got to do our best quarterback bracket because i think we talked about that before that's like the next one i would like to do best quarterback of all time bracket i think that'd be really fun
0: absolutely would be and speaking of brackets we have a. Uh possibly a podcast lined up with a uh, collaboration with another podcast, Whack Brackets. They want uh, to be on their show and do a bracket with them. So I don't know what the – I listened to a couple of their episodes. They're pretty good. And um, if we did like a sports one, or I was thinking maybe the greatest beer uh, beer one would be fun because he asked a bunch of wacky questions about it too, like most likely beer to get you in a fight in a parking lot, like that kind of thing. That would Ooh. be a fun. Yeah.
1: That would be a great one. You gotta, that's what uh, I'm saying.
0: What, I'm, I'm thinking it, yeah. I'm well, thinking that's the one we do it with uh with him because that could be a fun podcast, man.
1: Yeah. yeah. That, what you know, what beer would be most likely to get you a fight in the parking lot? That's a uh, really good question. What
0: off the top of my head, I'm gonna say a PBR? Maybe? Why, no, why are you not PBR? a Not not a PBR. PBR is more of like a, a hipster kind of beer and they don't like to fight. Um Probably a See, natty, light, natty Light, maybe?
1: I'm thinking, I, I already know my answer, and I'll tell you why. And uh, I don't know what it is about the beers because, you know, I drink IPAs all the time that have out higher alcohol content. I drink all kinds of beers. It's nothing But Bud Light Platinums, for whatever reason, I drink like three of those things, and I just want to start fighting people. And it's like <laughs> It's only 6% alcohol, so it's not like right. I'm more drunk or something like that. It's just like, I don't know what it is, but I've only drank Bud Light Platinums twice in my life. And both times I've wanted to get in fist fights with people and I'm not like, you, you know, me, like I'm not a fighter. I'm not like an aggressive no, person at all. No, but, but I, something about this Bud Light Platinums, man, I just start yelling and screaming and get I don't know you what going.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. a, <laughs> that would be a fun one. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to message him after we're done here and, and we'll do that if he's cool with it.
1: Put it in the books, bro. Absolutely. And then, uh, yeah, uh, it'd be fun. Now, what else? Uh, this coming week, there's no UFC fights next weekend, right? But we have the PGA tour back.
0: Uh, no there are UFC fights next weekend, but it's nothing big. It's uh, right. It's it's like a fight night. It's nothing. I mean, I'll probably end up watching them just because I have nothing to do on a Saturday night nowadays. Uh, but it's it's not that great of a card. Um, I can't even remember who's fighting. The next, year, yeah. the next big pay-per-view fight, though, UFC 252, Sean O'Malley's fighting. And I can't wait for that one because I love watching that dude fight. Well, What's that? That's in August? Uh, I want to say it's July 25th, like the last weekend in July.
1: Oh, good, good. Well, that's yeah.
0: good. Uh, well, then, What, Stipe and
1: DC are fighting in August or September?
0: Uh, they're in August, and that one's on August 15th, I want to say it is. Somewhere around there. Middle of August. And I can't wait for that fight, too, man. That's going to be another good card. That's what –
1: well, it's like we kind of we, – we touched on this before also, but I, uh, I really, really hope that DC's done after this one because watching the fights without him commentating, this
0: isn't the same. Right. Dude, the ultimate trio for a commentator uh, in the UFC right now, and, and this is my favorite when they do it, is Joe Rogan, you got DC – and also, I really enjoy Michael Biz being on there as well. So, like, those, yeah, three, right. together, those three together, uh, they make for fantastic commentating. You got the, the comedic aspect and also the technical prowess of Joe, Joe Rogan. He's been in the game. He's been watching the, the UFC for so long. Like, he knows a lot about the UFC. So, like, he gives you background information, and he's a funny guy. Then you got DC, who's one of the greatest fighters of all time, heavyweights of all time. Um, in UFC history, and he, he brings that technical aspect. And so does Michael Bisbing, man. Both of those dudes, Hall of Fame careers easily. Uh, I think Bisbing's already in the Hall of Fame, and D.C., without a doubt, will be in the Hall of Fame as soon as he retires. So uh, those three together yeah. makes for a really, really good commentating trio. My favorite in all of like, sports, uh, honestly.
1: I like uh, Ariel. Well, yeah, the UFC's got something that they're doing right with those guys because it seems like the NFL can't freaking figure it out besides – well, you got Jim Nance and Tony Romo, but besides them, who, who else do you got? You know,
0: Nobody. I would love to see Pat McAfee come on now.
1: Well, that's what they were talking about for a while, having Mina Kimes, who's a, a female uh, analyst for ESPN. They were talking about doing her and Pat McAfee on Monday Night Football, and I was all about it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, just, that's way better, like, that's way better than Booger McFarland. Way better than Booger McFarland. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but that's that's one of the best memes that ever come out of that, where people like put the super obviously, super like, like last night when uh uh you put like the meme of Burger McFarlane, you'd be like, now people are mad because they think Max Holloway won that fight. (laughs) Thanks, booger. (laughs) Yeah, the fucking the. They had the Burgermobile, Mobile,
0: like the dumbest thing in fucking yeah. history. Of the the Burger Mobile. It was literally a train up and down the sidelines and just Booger McFarland riding that shit. Like, like thank you. Booger Mobile. Well, my, <laughs> well I, people were,
1: the reason why they had to t- get rid of it was that people were pissed because they would spend hundreds of dollars to get those front row seats. And then for like, you know, three plays in a row, the Burger Mobile would just be right in front of them. can't see the field. So then their answer to that was to put a flat screen TV on the back and like, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just like the dumbest shit. That's such a slap in me. the
0: face, dude. You can watch it on the, on the, um, on the big screen at home for free. And then <laughs> instead of spending hundreds yeah. of dollars on these front row seats, it's such a slap in the face, dude. I'm glad they yeah, got rid is, of that. It's so dumb.
1: And I, yeah, I don't know. Cause I, they were trying to get Peyton Manning really hard, but, uh, you know, Peyton already works for ESPN a little bit with the Peyton's places. And they were trying to get him to do the Monday Night Football, and he didn't want to do it. Um, I think Peyton – I don't – I like Peyton Manning, and he's, like, a funny guy to listen to and stuff like that. But I don't even think he'd be a good commentator. He's not – like, he's funny, and he's sociable, and he's articulate. But I don't think that he would necessarily – I think those are all – like, a good commentator, like Tony Romo – like, he'll talk to you, but he's all about football, and football's happening. And I don't know if Peyton Manning would be like that. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, Tony Romo's a good commentator,
0: of... though. I mean, Oh, he is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a, he's a fucking wizard, dude. He'll read a defense. Like, he'll call out the play before. He's like, oh, see what they're going to do here is they're going to play fake, run run the play action, and then they're going to throw it to this receiver over here. And then he's going to be wide open because that defense doesn't have him. And then what happens? Like, they, he, it runs that exact play. And, like, wow, Tony. You were a fucking wizard. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes with experience uh, in the, in the playing in the NFL for as long as he did, you know, even though he didn't do anything really, but disappoint Cowboys fans.
1: Right. Well then ESPN was already targeting Drew Brees. They're like, Hey, when you retire, come work for us and be our commentator and stuff like that. And Drew Brees is like, nah, if I do it for anybody, I'm going to do it for NBC. (laughs) Yeah. Like this completely blew him off, which is funny.
0: Drew Brees Uh, would be another decent commentator. I think,
1: uh, you know that Tom Brady is going to be on TV when he's done playing.
0: Oh, he has to be. I don't know. He's got a couple. He's got a couple seasons left in Tampa Bay, though.
1: Yeah. Probably. Well, that's the that's the thing, though, man. It's like I hope that NFL. As much as I really don't like Tom Brady, it would be terrible if like the NFL canceled the season, and then Tom Brady could just be like, you know what, I'm 43 years old. I don't fucking need this, and just like not play again. We could never see him play a game for Tampa Bay, which would be that would be disappointing because. And really to see what he goes down there
0: Absolutely. that would be very, very disappointing, like I said, I'm no fan of Tom Brady, but I respect greatness when I see it, and he is definitely the greatest quarterback during my lifetime uh and cool. definitely up there in the greatest quarterbacks of all time uh discussion easily.
1: Well, I just wanted to see what he would do, um not so much playing football wise because everybody's like having that whole argument about who's going to be better without each other, Bill Belichick or Tom Brady, everything's you know going off that, but Well, Bill Belichick's obviously going to win now because he's got Cam Newton. But that being said, it's like I just wanted to see what Tom Brady would be like when he was having fun. Because, you know, everybody who comes out of the Patriots organization says no fun there. They run it like a machine, and you can't really be yourself. You can't really be personable. Uh, So I was like kind of excited to see what Tom Brady would do and Gronk would do down there in Tampa when they have a little more freedom to be themselves playing under Bruce Arians.
0: They'd get cornrows together, put some beads in their hair, you know. (laughs) down there in Miami (laughs) both look both of them looking like Bo Derek (laughs) Tampa not Miami but yes or yeah Tampa sorry I I had Jorge Masvidal in my brain we've been talking about him but uh yeah Tampa Bay sorry um and that's a beer for me here I'll take a chug Mm. this inner night is delicious by the way highly recommend it if you can uh, find it
1: yeah, that's the thing, uh-huh. man. I see you and our other buddy John Terry. You guys get all kinds of fancy beers all the time, and I uh, I can never find anything like that. Uh, besides, like you know, local IPAs and everything.
0: Yeah, local IPAs are good too. Of course, down there in Florida, there's a lot of great breweries here in Maryland, man. There really are. I found a lot of really, really good beers that I like here. All right, man. Well, I think it's about time to wrap it up. Get some more all champagne right. to drink and everything. Absolutely. But hot uh, takes, cold champagne
1: coming at you real hot real hot uh, yeah hey so t-shirt orders we mentioned them they're gonna come out so hit us up on instagram if you guys want some t-shirts uh be on the lookout for our next couple episodes should be some good ones in there uh skylar who's a man not a woman and i we're gonna eat some hot wings next weekend stuff so (laughs) maybe maybe we'll get on the instagram live for that or something
0: hell yeah man that's good shit i can't wait i'm looking forward to it brother all right so it's been a good episode Shout us out on hot takes underscore cold beers, not cold champagne, Joe. Uh, Yeah, hit us up on our DMs if you want, like, a T-shirt. Put your pre-orders in there. We'll get them in there. And uh, we love you guys. Cheers. And uh, we'll see you.